What's up, everybody? This is Gripped. That's Corey Russell. And that's Billy Humphrey. And we are awakening the grown in a generation for revival and the return Turn of the, of the Lord. Lord. We are in our ninth episode of our fifth season. This season has been so good, man. Loved it. Um, we're, I mean, we're going to go ahead. These next two episodes, we're going to cram. I mean, it's, it's just the only, only way to describe it because... We're in John 16, and we're going to do a, the best we can to touch the key themes of John 16 in this one, and then John 17 in our next episode. It's illegal. It's, <laughs> it's illegal. <laughs> it is illegal, because volumes could be said yes. on both of these chapters, and the richness of what Jesus is giving here, it's actually so critical for us in... Every area, every time of life, but especially at the end of the age, it applies so specifically. And so I, when I see Jesus in John 16, he is, he's so tender because he is, he's saying, okay, listen, guys, I'm going to tell you some hard stuff that's going to happen ahead of time. Yeah. He goes, so that when it's going down, when this is actually happening to you, you'll remember that I told you this was going to happen, and I'm giving you how to function when it's all going to happen. And then he emphasizes, he goes, and truly, if you'll remember what I tell you, you're going to have joy, Yeah, you're going to have peace, and you're not going to stumble. I love that. I, so I'm so convicted as a teacher of the Bible— because for years I was a youth pastor, and 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 but even as a a, a teacher preaching par- primarily to adults, I mean, everybody has this person you know that you minister to. They have a moment with the Lord, and then they seem to like lose it, you know, yeah. turn away. And I'm convicted as a teacher because I wish I had emphasized John 13 to 17, and particularly John 16. Yeah as the antidote to stumbling. It's how he starts the chapter, and it's really the same continuous combo from 15. It's not like he goes, hey, let's put a chapter break there. He just yeah, yeah, continues yeah. talking. But he, he literally starts off John 16. He says, I'm telling you the stuff that I'm about to say to make sure that you do not stumble. Because I don't want to lose any of you guys. Yes. I want to make sure you do not stumble. Now, I'm telling you some hard things ahead of time so that you're not thrown off when it goes down. And then he says this. He goes, they're going to remove you. They're going to kick you out of synagogues. He goes, the way that you've been doing your whole religious experience, that's done. Yeah. The synagogue is not going to accept you any longer. Like, you're dying tonight. And I don't have a church anymore. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, the amount of yeah. upheaval there. Ex- he goes, yeah, they will not accept you. He goes, but it doesn't stop there. They're actually going to arrest you and put you to death. Yeah. I mean, can you? <laughs> that would be the worst. I news. mean, this is not a happy story. And he's going to go on and he's going to say, they're all going to do this because they don't know me and they don't know my father. And he goes, and I, I'm telling you this so that you'll remember when it's all going down, yeah, you're yeah. not thrown he told off. Me this. And, 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 he, and, he, and he goes, and he says, and I see that sorrow has filled your heart that I'm telling you these things. 
But uh, I've got really, really, really good news. He goes, I know this is hard for you to hear. And I know your hearts are sorrowful. He goes, but I'm going to tell you something. This whole thing that's getting ready to go down, it's actually to your benefit. Yes. I mean, I, I can't. I, I, I personally I put myself, this is the way I read the Bible a lot. I read it, and I think, what if I was hearing that yes. personally? And I put myself in the story, and I just go, I'm sitting there listening to Jesus. Jesus is telling me he's going to die. Now he's telling me, oh, it's not just him dying. I might die. Oh, and there is no synagogue. That's the center of their whole life. The center of Jewish culture and life, everything was from the synagogue. That's not an option anymore. Like, he is saying everything you know is about to explode. And he's just told them Tuesday night, the temple is going to be destroyed. That's right. I mean, the amount of upheaval that he says is about to hit them, and he says, and some of y'all are going to be arrested, and some of y'all are going to be put to... If I was sitting there listening to that, I would be... I would be completely thrown off. I would oh, be praying yeah. in Absolutely. emergency tongues. Absolutely. Just emergency tongues, totally. trying to get my spirit lined up. And he goes, I'm telling you all of this. He goes, but he, I know this sounds, this sounds totally wild to you. He goes, it's actually better. It's going to be better after it's all said and done because Holy Spirit is coming. Oh, my goodness. Guys, how awesome, how amazing, how beautiful and powerful must be the gift of Holy Spirit to us, if all of that that I just said is completely offset by the fact that Holy Spirit is coming. And this is what we have to begin to anchor to as he begins to unpack the rest of this chapter. Yeah, he's leaving them. He's going to leave them over. He's saying, guys, I don't want you stumbling. It's about to get gnarly for you guys. It's about to get wild out here. I'm going to be gone. The Roman authorities are going to come after you. The Jewish religious leaders are going to come after you. You're going to be killed, kicked out. But I want you to know I'm giving you an advantage. What's going to be our weapons, <laughs> it's Jesus? It's to your advantage. I mean, get around that. It's to your advantage. Jesus keeps bringing Holy Spirit at strategic points yes. throughout the whole night. And I think it's specific. He's realigning us with, with himself and how he's going to begin to move with us. It's to your advantage that I go away. This is the weaponry that he's leaving with them mm. is his self on the inside of them. He says, it's to your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, the helper won't come to you. Yeah. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict mm. the mm. world. Mm. Okay? Sin, righteousness, and judgment. Mm. Of sin because they don't believe in me. Righteousness because I go to my father. And of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. Mm. And I, I believe... One, he's talking and he's preparing them, and that's the day of Pentecost in the near. All right? Mm. That's what he's releasing in the day of Pentecost. And I also, and we've, we've said this several times, this is one of the backdrops and one of the understandings is, one, to see it historically to what he's saying to those disciples, see it to us in seasons and storms and being prepared for all those hours, but ultimately for the end of the age. Yes, yes. And, and for the church— and for the remnant of Israel that is underneath this kind of persecution, mm -hmm. underneath this kind of pressure, martyrdom, mm -hmm. the, but in the midst of all of that intensity, 
Jesus promises the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, yes. the sending of the Holy Spirit yes. and the release of conviction yes. to break through a hardened world and to crack through it. The power of conviction from the Holy Spirit, and it's it's evident in light of everything he's already said, it's going to be manifest through them. Yes. There is going to be a power by Holy Spirit through you that's going to bring this conviction on the world. That, to me, that like you call it weaponry. Yes. When we preach the Word of God, we, we manifest Holy Spirit's power, and He's convicting hearts. Sometimes it turns into hearts that are convicted, and they're broken, yes. and they're converted. Other Sometimes times, it turns into hearts that are convicted and enraged. Acts 7, when they see Stephen, they gnaw Angered. their teeth. Angered, they harden themselves against the Holy Spirit, and that's why when you see Paul, he goes, "Hey, don't quench, don't resist, don't grieve the Holy Spirit," because when you see people resisting Holy Spirit, they become tools in the hands of the enemy. Yeah, and I think this positions us in the middle of these days, guys. We need to be in the midst of communities yes. seeking for the fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit, yeah, the release of the Spirit of revival. Yes. And I would say the spirit of conviction resting on apostolic preaching. Yes. Apostolic preaching, <sighs> conviction of sin, conviction of righteousness, and conviction of judgment. Yes. And that's what these are the this is what I believe God wants to restore. This is why we wrote Reclaiming Revival. Exactly. Was about God restoring the outpouring apostolic of the Spirit preaching. and apostolic preaching. I call it preaching that cuts. Yes. Preaching that cracks through the fog, the deception, the all of the stuff, and the release of the outpouring of the Spirit. And Jesus makes a promise to us that will be our weaponry in that hour. And we've seen tokens of this in history. We actually talk about it in the book. But he, like when I when when I think about this, oftentimes I feel revved up in my emotions. Yes. He's not talking about revved up in our no. emotions. I know we get, he and I are emotional. We get it. <laughs> we get revved up. It's not our emotional uh, response to Holy Spirit anointing us that causes conviction. It's power yes. that he puts on our weak vessel and our weak words that all of a sudden something's shattering in somebody's heart. But in our book, we talked about Finney. Yes. And Finney, the testimonies that came out of... Charles Grandison Finney's life, where he would walk into places, and at times, yes. he would just fix his gaze on somebody, and the power of the Holy Spirit would come out of him and through him and bring a person under such deep, sorrowful conviction of their sin. He's just looking at them. Yeah, just looking. I mean, we need something like that, something in the order of that style of conviction released where we say a word, yes, we we say a sentence, we we with a stare, we just fix our gaze on somebody, and the weight of heaven starts bearing on their soul, and and rev what they need is the blinders to come off, and they need the they need to have the the truth revealed of their sinful state before a God of beauty and holiness. And I'll tell you where we need it first. We need it in the church first. Yes. We need this restored in the church, in the fellowship of the redeemed first. Yes. Because we've gotten we've gotten pretty comfortable yeah. with God. You know, we kind of know how this thing goes. We kind of know, you know, three fast, three slow. Oh, he's going to preach a message now. There's an altar call coming. I can make it through. I've got my issues but you know it's not i'm not a really bad no there is a there is a release 
of the conviction of the Holy Spirit that is going to undress us and lay us bare in front of the truth that there is a pure and beautiful and holy God of majesty that we are in a relationship with, we are called into fellowship with, and that our compromises, are they are an affront uh. to the wonder of who he is. Holy Spirit is the only one that can make that clear to a human heart. I can't do it. I can pin you down, yell in your face, yes. all that stuff. But if if Holy Spirit's not on it, you'll you'll never listen. But if the Holy Spirit, if he rides in on the word and begins to bear on a human soul, he is the greatest drawer of a human heart. And the fact that we have removed Holy Spirit from our fellowships at times, uh. I go, well, what are we then what could we possibly be using? To draw people to Jesus oh. when we don't allow Holy Spirit to do his thing. Like, we are just thinking that somehow our ability, our slick presentation or words can do it. That ain't, that ain't it. That ain't it. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> we need the conviction and the power of the Holy Spirit through preaching to call people. And that's what Jesus promised even in the face of a world that is bringing such persecution, hatred, a hardened heart of illogical, demonized hatred will get cracked by the power of the Holy Spirit. Ah, uh, I <laughs> We about to rev up season one around here. <laughs> <laughs> I still have many things to tell you, but you can't bear it now. Oh, look at that. You can't handle what I got to say to you right now. You don't have the operating system. Mm. You're not prepared internally for what I want to say to you. Now, look at this, verse 13. However, when he, here it is, Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, when he has come, look at what he'll do. Number one, he will guide you into all truth. Number two, he will not speak on his own authority. Number three, whatever he hears, he will speak. Number four, he will tell you things to come. Number five, he will glorify me. Number six, he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. He, all things that the fa Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Friends, I just want to call you into a fresh intimacy with Holy Spirit. Mm. That's our weaponry. Mm. And guys, we've got to cling to these passages as we approach the coming of the Lord. Yes. The great and the terrible, the shaking and the glory is our connection and our dependence and our reliance on the Holy Spirit, yes. on his ministry, yes. and on his life. I think it, there's, a, there's a dimension of faith that the Lord wants to release that we would be able to function and flow by Holy Spirit. Yes. Because so often our faith is in, did we make it cool enough? Did we make it sound right? Did we make it this, that, and the other enough? And honestly, it can be absolute, I mean, I'm not saying let's do it, let's not do it well. Let's do things well, but it can be really weak. And if Holy oh, Spirit is on it, it is, it is the power oh, of the age to come bearing on human souls. And there's a, there's a dimension of faith that God wants to release to us that we would be used by Holy Spirit in these ways. I'll say this also. The tenderness that's in Jesus in verse 12, really the whole thing, 
He goes, guys, guys, I'm telling you this stuff. I don't want you to stumble. I don't, I don't want you to fall away. I care about you. You matter to me. He goes, so I'm telling you some hard stuff before it happens. He goes, verse 12, he goes, and there's so much more that I want to tell you that you can't handle right now. He goes, but here's the advantage. The advantage is Holy Spirit's going to tell you for me. That's right. I just, he goes, he's going to tell you stuff. He's going to guide. You know how I've been guiding you? Holy Spirit's going to guide you. Yes. You know how I've been saying here, we're going to go here and there? He goes, I'm going to do that in the day ahead. He goes, uh, he's going to be just like me. He won't, you know how I only say what the Father says? He won't speak on his own authority. He goes, he's going to be just like me. He's going to speak whatever he hears. And that's what it means, another helper. The Another is one just like me. That's what that actually means. And then he goes, and he's going to tell you what's to come. You know how I've told you things to come? That's not stopping. He goes, that's not stopping. Holy Spirit's going to tell you stuff to come. And the whole time, he is going to be magnifying me. You're going to see me more glorious because Holy Spirit... He's going to be glorifying me to you. It's going to, it is to your advantage. He's going to take of what's in me, my glory, and give it to you. And I, to me, I see it as intimate disclosure. He goes, he's going to take of what is mine and disclose it to you. He's going to open my heart to you in a different way. He's going to show you my heart. He's going to open my heart to you. And he's going to share that with you. This is is to your advantage and your blessing. And I just, we have to have a dimension of faith that we can enter into these things with Holy Spirit. Look at this verse in 16. It's one of my favorite verses. Look at this. Jesus says, a little while you won't see me. And again, a little while you'll see me because I go to the Father. (laughs) How do you see someone who's gone? (laughs) Now he's talking about looking at Jesus through the indwelling spirit, communing. You know, Paul prays that prayer that the spirit of revelation would touch you and that the eyes of your heart would be opened. (laughs) Jesus is saying right now, you're going to see me through the indwelling spirit, through the word and the indwelling spirit. You're going to see me because I'm gone. Yes. Guys, that I, I want you to begin to ask the father to open your eyes to see Jesus. Yes. And to commune with him. I love it because the next verses, the the guys are all like, "What? <laughs> what? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> what is he talking?" Like, so they're in the garden now. They're <laughs> discussing this thing. He says that thing. I'm gonna go away, and then you'll see me. And they go, "Hey, do you get that? Do you? Hey, Thomas, did you understand that? What's he talking about?" And then Jesus goes ahead and just word of knowledge reads their mind and goes, "Hey, are you guys trying to figure out what I'm talking about?" He goes, are you inquiring about what I'm saying? He goes, uh, oh, the, he goes, I say, you're going you're gonna to weep and lament, yes. and the world is going to be glad about Verse 20. It. He goes, I, I'm dying. Yes. Your hearts are going to break. He goes, but here's the thing. Your sorrow is going to be turned to joy. And, and this is the verse we, we talked about in a previous episode. He goes, it's just like a woman having a baby. Yes. There's a, a moment of pain in a lifetime of joy, uh, and this is your portion because Holy Spirit's coming. Can you feel, I, I feel his heart right here in verse 22. You now have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one will take from you. No one will you. take it from you. <sighs> oh, my goodness. 
And in that day, he's now he keeps bringing up this thing about prayer too. Uh-huh. This, this intimacy is about it's conversation. It's about conversation. You're not going to just oh, ask, you're not just going to ask me. I'm bringing you right to the Father, to where you can ask and you'll receive, so that your joy would be full. And then Jesus ends John 16. And guys, I want I want you to see this. This is this is amazing to me. He says, "These things I've spoken to you in figurative language." But the time's coming when I will no longer speak to you in a figurative language, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day, you will ask in my name, and I do not say that I shall pray the Father, for the Father himself loves you because you've loved me and you've believed that I came forth from him. Look at how the disciples respond. The disciples said to him, see, now you're speaking plainly. (laughs) I don't get that because he's still talking in the same way. I guess a spirit of revelation hit them. Something. Something just shown on them. We get it now. I don't. They didn't get it. it. (laughs) Yeah, we get it. He goes, do you now believe? (laughs) And he tells them that. He says, do you now believe? And and then look at what he says. This is one of my favorite. This little section is some of my favorite. Indeed, the hour's coming. Yes, now has come that you will be scattered. He goes, okay, after the end of this night, every one of you are leaving me alone. Oh, here it is. And yet I'm not alone. Because the Father's Father's with with me. He goes, everybody's going to leave me tonight, but I want all of you to know I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. Father's with me. These things I've spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Yes, yes. And this is the point, that in tribulation we are in peace. In tribulation, we are in joy. Yes. In tribulation, we are kept by Jesus. We are not stumbling because just like Jesus, though he was going to be alone and was with the Father, that's our portion. He's saying that for their benefit because it's the same pattern. In every time you've been rejected, every time you've been left alone, every time you've been left out, you were not rejected, left alone, left out. The Father was there comforting you just like he did Jesus. This is our challenge. In those moments, will we come to him? Yes. He goes, oh, you're weary, heavy laden? He goes, come to me. If we don't come to him with the baggage... He can never take care of the baggage. That's right. And I think sometimes what happens, I know for me, I've, I've got these moments of pain, challenge, difficulty. I feel alone. Somebody says something, hurt my heart, whatever. And then I'm, I'm alone feeling it. And I'm not going to the Father. I'm going to the old spirit of self-pity. <laughs> oh, woe is me. Nobody knows. Nobody, see, look at me. I'm alone. Nobody cares. Yeah. There's nobody cares. Corey Russell wouldn't even care right now because I'm so alone. <laughs> And we will, we will get in that cycle of woe is me, but the instruction is, no, don't do that. You're not alone. Yes. You're not alone. Don't let the spirit of self-pity, it is a demon that wants to kill you. Don't let Amen. that thing take you out. Reach out. Ask God, help Celebrate me. Help me, God. That's, I pray that prayer oh, maybe God. more than any yes. other prayer. It's my number one prayer. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. And then... Go to the one person, one friend, one other human being that will call you forth in your destiny. Help, man. I'm, I'm going through something. Just pray for me. Speak the word of God to me. Preach to me. Talk to me. Say anything. Anything. Say something to lift me. Let's go get a cheeseburger. 
anything to help right now. Yes. Because I can't do this by myself. And that's where he's bringing us to. Let's just pray for you right now. Father, I pray right now that you would open up heaven over every person. She would pour out your Holy Spirit. I pray for the advantage of the Holy Spirit. I pray for the spirit of conviction. I pray that you would begin to unpack the things that belong to Jesus. I pray that you would begin to tell us things that are coming. I pray for a greater faith in the ministry of the Holy Spirit. I pray that you would flood cars and that you would flood living rooms and that you would flood churches. I pray, Holy Spirit, we need you. I pray that hearts would not stumble. God, I pray that you would put iron in our souls, God. And I pray for a great faith and communion with the Holy Spirit. Yes, God. Lord, we thank you for these things. We believe it's happening in the hearts of your beloved. We believe it right now. God, I'm asking for a deposit of faith to operate in connection and function with the Holy Spirit. A deposit of faith to believe, to flow with the Holy Spirit. Do that in hearts right now. Holy Spirit, reveal the Father. Take of what is Jesus and reveal it to your saints right now. Holy Spirit, speak and guide and reveal things to come. Comfort, release peace and joy even right now. Holy Spirit, thank you for ministering to the hearts of every believer listening in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Love you guys. God bless you. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Gripped. We hope this episode ministered to your heart. If so, feel free to subscribe and leave us a good rating. You can find previous episodes on Spotify, Apple, Google, and Amazon Podcasts. You can watch this episode and more on our YouTube channel, Gripped Podcast. And follow us on Instagram, at The Gripped Podcast. To stay connected with Corey's ministry, you can find out more at www.coryrussell.org. To stay connected with Billy's ministry, you can find out more at www.billyhumphrey.com. Bless you guys. Thank you.